The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hello and welcome, friend. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. And Kathy Lee Gifford has been in the news quite a bit lately. She has said farewell to the morning television show today. I, along with a lot of other people, remember her most of all from Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. I had the opportunity to interview Kathy Lee Gifford. This was a few years back. We talked about a number of things, including her musical side, which is a big part of her. I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. Here is the interview with singer, songwriter, television personality, and author Kathy Lee Gifford. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our great pleasure to welcome our special guest on this episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. She's a television host, singer, songwriter, actress, and recording artist, Kathy Lee Gifford. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Great to be with you. Some of our listeners might not be aware of how strong your passion for music is. Where did that all start? Oh, gosh, in the womb, I think, because my father was a jazz saxophonist, and my mom always had dreams of being a professional singer. She actually did sing on the radio when she was young, and she had a beautiful soprano voice. So I grew up in a home full of music. They started taking my sister and my brother and I to Broadway musicals when they would come to a little place called the Shady Grove Music Theater in Maryland, and I'd sit out there in the heat and be right next to Guinevere, you know, at Camelot. I was there. I was in Camelot, you know, and I got a very early love of theater there, and great music. Not what passes for music by today's standards. I I, I guess I'm a bit of a, I don't think I'm a snob. I guess I'm more of a, a purist about it. You know, I, I know what, what makes a good song, I believe, from having performed other people's great songs all of my life to just being a, a, a trained musician myself. That's why it's a thrill for me to work with people like David Pomerantz, David Friedman, Frank Wildhorn, John McDaniel. I'm writing with really, really spectacularly talented people these days, and sometimes I have to pinch myself. My daddy used to always say, honey, you know, surround yourself with people that are smarter and more talented than you are, and you will look good. And so that's what I try to do, to fake the world out a little bit. Can you remember writing the letter to Walt Disney? Mm-hmm. I surely can. I, I wish I still had it. I was about six or seven. I just learned to write. And I just re- basically wrote him a letter saying, I know you love Annette Funicello. I know you love Haley Mills. And they're great. I love them, too. But you really do need to meet me. It was such good spot. It was so pathetic. And I said something like, I'm known for my expressions. Uh, that's all I remember. And I also remember getting a lovely form letter back. But nonetheless, when you're seven, you think it's written to you. It was a form letter saying, well, maybe we will work together someday. You start studying and you you make a, use whatever talent you have you have to get started. And, and, and crazily enough, for 15 years, I worked for the Walt Disney Company with my show with Regis and also did uh, several films for them and I've done some of their sitcoms along, along with my daughter, who's now an actress as well. So I did have a nice long relationship with Disney, which is nice. We're talking with Kathy Lee Gifford. Would you say that you're more attracted to the music? Or the lyric in a song? Well, I am a lyricist. I'm not, I, I do write some songs, uh, some of the melodies, but I, I prefer to write a melody with a collaborator. And many times I don't even have to because my collaborators are such brilliant melody writers themselves. So the lyric always comes first for me. When you are writing lyrics, what is your greatest inspiration? Truth. 
you have to write from a truthful place. And I try to, if I'm writing for theater, I, I try to write what that character is feeling right then. Because the, the, every song in a musical ha- has to be used to, to, to further the narrative, the story. And so you can't waste time on just a beautiful song that just doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't help the audience understand the plot better or the character better. So I always try to come from truth. And then again, I always ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Every time I sit down to write, whether it's for a secular piece or a faith-based kind of a project, same thing. Inspiration for me always comes from the same place, the, the, the very one who created me. And so I just seek his help and just try to be a vehicle, a vessel. Would you say that there's a songwriter who has influenced you the most? A songwriter that has influenced me the most would be David Friedman, because he's the one that first got me writing. I was uh, performing at the Rainbow and Stars, this beautiful nightclub here in New York. It used to be at the top of the Rainbow Room. It was a fantastic place. And I'd just been through a bunch of tabloid garbage, and I asked David Friedman and David Zippel, two good pals of mine, if they would write parody, you know, a piece of material, special material regarding what it's like to be in the eye of the tabloid storm. And both of them, separate and apart, said, you know what? We haven't lived it, so why don't you jot your thoughts down? Well, I, I jotted my thoughts down and called, sent them off to David Friedman. And literally about an hour later, he calls me and goes, congratulations. And I said, why? He goes, you've written your first song. Want to hear it? And I said, okay. And he played it for me. It was a song called You Sell. It, and he, he put in everything, everything I had, uh, I'd written, uh, all the rhymes, all the, and I thought, oh my gosh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm capable of this. And that was well over, I, I've lost track, well over 200 songs just with David Friedman. I bet it's closer to 300 now. And then many with David Pomerantz, who is, I mean, just a brilliant, brilliant writer. One with Frank Wildhorn, one with Michael, oh gosh, uh, uh, help me. He wrote the, no, Michael, he, uh, he wrote The Yearling. Uh, forgive me, I'm I'm having a an old age moment. But yeah, and so, but I love to collaborate. Now with uh, John McDaniel, I've been working on one of the many incarnations of It's a Wonderful Life. I've been writing lyrics for that, which has been a total joy. We would love to have a production of that someday on Broadway or anywhere else, because that's just magic for me. That's my favorite movie, uh, definitely Christmas movie, and one of my all-time favorite movies. So I like to write about things that have impact on people's lives. I I can write a silly song. I, I often do, and sometimes a show requires a silly song, but even at the at the core of something silly, it has to be true. It has to be real so that it resonates with the, the listener. So I love it. I love it more than anything I've ever done in my 45-year career. I'm absolutely addicted. I guess it's a good addiction. It's a healthy one. I would say so. Our special guest is Kathy Lee Gifford. Regis Philbin is also a singer. Would you ever record a song with him? Oh, I have recorded with Reach. I did a Christmas album uh, quite a few years ago and asked him to sing with me on it. We did City Sidewalks together. And because every Christmas he'd go, here's your sidewalks, your filthy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style, you know, and he'd make fun of it. And so I just, it, it was funny. And so we did it. And that's on my Christmas album. We did a nightclub act together for 15 years. And we had a lot of fun together. We didn't record that much together, but we had a lot of success all those years. Vegas, Tahoe, Reno, Atlantic City. Oh, gosh. You name it. We were there. <laughs> Our special guest is Kathy Lee Gifford. You've released two albums on this record label, LML Music. My Way Home. The other one is Everyone Has a Story. I've been listening to the My Way Home album a lot. Tell us a little bit about the making of that CD. 
That was a, a really joyful experience for me because it was the first time I'd recorded an album of my own of my own work. Of course, I collaborated, but every song on there, I'd written the lyrics, and a couple of them, I think I'd written the, the music as well, co-written. So that was, a, a, I mean, if you're ever going to have a personal expression of yourself, that was thrilling. Although I listen back to it now and I think, oh, that was before I, I insisted on perfect rhymes. <laughs> I've become, ever since I started writing for theater, which is about 12 years ago, I am, I'm sort of a, I'm a Nazi about it. I, I, it has to be a, it has to be a, a, a perfect rhyme. And unless it's a parody in there, or unless you're trying to make fun of somebody who's not quite as bright to know to write a, a, a perfect rhyme. So thank you. I'm glad you like that album. I like it as well. It, again, every one of those songs came from a truthful place, sometimes about myself, sometimes about other people. One of the songs on there was from the musical I've been writing with both Davids for the last 10 or 12 years now, 12 years, I guess called This Time I'll Blame It on Love. And it's a song that Amy Semple McPherson, McPherson sings about falling in love for the third time and, and putting everything on the line and risking her whole life and her whole success for a man who turns out to be a charlatan, but she doesn't know it at the time. It's when you just lose yourself, completely lose yourself to reality and to the fantasy of a man or a woman. And it's a powerful song, I think. It works. It works really well on our show. What is the best thing about being Kathy Lee Gifford? The best thing is that I understand who I am and why I was created. And I think that's something that most people spend all of their lives looking for. I was blessed to know that when I was a small child. I went forward at a, at a movie called The Restless Ones that Billy Graham's organization had made, and I asked God into my heart, and it was the best, thing, best decision I ever made in my life. Because people will come in and out of your lives your whole life. Jobs will come and go. Uh, your fortune can leave you overnight. Songs, you may... You may spend your life trying to write the perfect song that, that, that the world may reject. But the one place you will never find rejection is in your relationship with God. And so that's the best thing. And from that, so many blessings have come forward, mostly my family and my friends and, and people that I've been able to meet along the way who I've been hopefully been able to be a blessing to, but have certainly been a blessing to me. So if you try to count your blessings, it doesn't leave a whole lot of time to think about what's the worst thing about your life, you know? Uh, I think that we're not a very grateful nation, and I think that's that's part of our huge decline. We're an entitlement nation as opposed to one that's just grateful for what we have. We always want some, the next thing. We always want what, the, what somebody else has. I don't think you find much contentment or peace in your life if you're always looking for for the next thing. You know, it's kind of a wasted, a wasted life. What would you like to say to anyone who's listening in? I would like to ask them to give faith a chance. Don't harden your heart to the possibilities that your creator has for you because he loves what he creates. And you are loved. You are precious. You are valuable. And if you have a pulse, you have a purpose, too. Thank you very, very much. Thank great you. Pleasure. Great to talk to you, Paul. I wish you a great holiday. God bless you. And the same to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bum up ba da beep ba boop da boop da beep ba da leap ba knock da bees I walk on teeth I got a kiss I know what you got oh is it I got a kiss I got oh oh is it oh it gonna oh oh I'm swagging I believe it's all cause we're but don't take a walk again goodbye.